What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 61 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, it's Krish, aka not Chris, aka Mr. Date Your Girl with you, aka Bash Me Outside because I'm fight, I just get beat up, aka Little Poopy Dirt, aka Dr. Do Too Little, aka It's Not Me, It's Not You. We're just going through a tough time right now, aka Pre workout kicked in so hard, jeez. And as always, I'm here with Navek. Hey, it's Navek, aka. Mr. Run Up On Your Girls Lay Hello Then Run Away, a.k.a. The Tamil Tyrese, a.k.a. Low Couch, a.k.a. Please Don't Push Me, But Please Push Me. We've got a new episode of the podcast with no guests. No guests. Because uh, I think we needed to do this one, you know? We took a, we took a little hiatus, and uh, yeah, we had to take a little break from doing the show for a bit. And we're back now, three three months later. We didn't mm-hmm. do anything January, we didn't do anything February. Here we are. This will probably release sometime in April, maybe the first week of April. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, we had to take some time away for a few reasons, I think. Um, and yeah, I'll make sure that I'm not the only one, only one speaking about this, you know. But Look, I think I should uh, speak on this. Please, man, go ahead. So, you know what? Um, we did not record for quite a long time, and this is because, you know, I was going through some things, and late last year, you know, some things happened that I had to deal with, and I dealt with them quite poorly, mm-hmm. you know, um, caused a lot of pain, caused a lot of frustration, and yeah, I recognized that. And you know what? I'm trying to be better and learn from my mistakes. Right. And you're all probably wondering, oh, what? what is this? What mm-hmm. is the reason? And, I mean, what can I say? Tristan Thompson cheating really <laughs> fucked me up. Fuck off. <laughs> like, I could... Oh, my God. Like, when I found out that this faithful Brampton King... King. ...was accused of cheating, I was honestly... I was sick and disgusted to my stomach. I almost barfed. What's what happens past what happens past being accused? It's found guilty, right? Like he's got this straight video footage of this woman just just grabbing onto his his special part, you know? Uh I don't know why I call it that. It's just yeah. <laughs> just grabbing onto him, you know? Yeah, I think uh I you know what she didn't even do it really. I think they kissed or something like that, okay. and then it exploded. Oh, so the video is edited? Is that what you're trying oh, to tell wait. me? Oh, are we talking about the first? Because <laughs> oh. my guy, uh, my guy has uh, a couple M- multiple accounts. Incidents. Okay. You know? He uh, he just he can't stop. Mm. He just cheats. <laughs> he loves to cheat. He loves to cheat like how LeBron loves to be the best A and R in music. Ooh, that's some hot tea. <laughs> that's some hot tea. Then, oh, also shout out to LeBron. You know. Because he came up with the deluxe album. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I watched that video of him with Chains. And he was just like, I call I call 2 Chains Chains. Oh, like, really? <laughs> it's just a personal. Yeah, because we don't know each other. Because <laughs> you know on a personal level. And uh, LeBron was like, hold on. What about we give them two more tracks? We give them the album on Friday. Mm. Next week, give them two more tracks called the deluxe <laughs> and i was like what the yo why is this man playing basketball also yeah it's going wild over there but yeah i was like this man needs to get the get him out of the get him court. out of the league man he's and uh, get him um 
get him in the studio with G-Eazy now. <laughs> <laughs> just G-Eazy, no one else either. Um, uh, yeah, just uh, just G. <laughs> just G, oh, you also know on a personal level. <laughs> um, yeah, and how have, uh, how have you been doing these past few months? I've been okay. Um, so... I think it's I think it's worth diving deeper into into what you kind of mentioned because it's fair to say that um, this kind of you know a lot of what you kind of alluded to but struggling about um, in a lot of ways um, intertwined with with me as well right um, and yeah I think um, something that we've spoken about on the show before is. Um, is confrontation right and and doing it in and you know challenging the idea that confrontation needs to be this uh this like all negative thing um and that it can be done you know if and it can come from like a place of care right but um i think or i know that uh i in a lot of ways was kind of coming from like a place of hypocrisy and i say this because that was by no means how I was kind of choosing to approach, uh, you know, my meaningful relationships or I was approaching the people that I cared about. Um, and this obviously is, it, it becomes ruinous, right? It, one, it weighs on me because I'm sitting here and doing the show and I'm talking all about, oh man, you know, you just got to confront people and you got to be firm and you have to make sure that, you know, you still are displaying compassion. Um, but instead what I was doing was just like choosing to to do a lot of things i think one is like not challenge people um because uh oftentimes that that involves like looking past what i at the time and and still to this day kind of view as like this compassionate lens right it's just like in a lot of ways neglect what someone is going through to get to the bottom of the fact that you know someone's causing harm to themselves or to other people um, but that's no, that's no good, right? Um, to kind of like let things perpetuate, um, is only, yeah, one, I, I, I continue to lead my life thinking what if, or, or thinking like, you know, is this going to get any better when, you know, a big part of the solution to problem solving is, yeah, is, is speaking up about something. Um, and two, I, in a lot of ways was letting it ruin relationships, right? Um, and to, to be explicit to, you know, to the people listening as well, that was something that I think was very much, uh, what I was beginning to feel, feel with you. Um, and this, you know, this involved, um, someone that we, you know, we both know and we've known for a very long time. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I think we reach a point where we can kind of talk about it more explicitly, but yeah, you know, as you kind of mentioned in, in terms of, um, the way you treated this person, um, and the way you kind of went about things were, were not only ways that, uh, you know, I think we've now come to the conclusion of that, you know, they were, they were harmful or, you know, they, they weren't the best way to have gone about things. But, um, it was important for, for me as like a, you know, someone outside of, outside of the relationship that you held with them to, to kind of be upfront and be like, yo, this is, this is what's going on, right? This isn't in the kind of ways that, uh, this person's being hurt. This is the kind of ways that I'm being hurt as like a result of it. Um, and that was like, that was hectic, you know, that was like a, a tough conversation to kind of have because one, I've never, I've never done that before. 
Um, and I think when we kind of sat there and talked about it that one evening, that was something that you shared as well, is that like having someone sit down with you was like, it was, it's never happened before. Is that fair to say? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, it was weird because, and I say it's weird because yeah, I, I, I don't think I came into that conversation with like a lot of anger, you know, like, I don't think I was angry at you by any means. Um, there's definitely frustration and there's definitely hurt. Um, but I think that's like a, another big part of like why, you know, I've made up in my mind that like being confrontational is so like challenging because like, and tell me if you feel the same way, but anytime I've experienced confrontation up until like the past four or five years has like always been met with anger as well. You know, whether, I don't, I don't know if I can necessarily my parents, but like, you know, people who've played you know, like, uh, care, take caregiver roles in my life. Um, and you know, like authority, authority figures, whoever confrontation was always met with anger. Right. So when, you know, we had that conversation, I feel like there was a lot of the way that, you know, a lot, a lot of the things that I had to share or a lot of the things that I was kind of upfront with you about, um, yeah, it, it came off like very stern, you know, um, and that's like v- unconventional for me. That's like uncharacteristic of me to, to be that person for anyone. Um, but it was important to do, you know? Um, and, and I guess I'm curious to kind of know now, like what, how it was that you felt after that initial conversation that we had where we, you know, we sat down in this basement and, you know, I just kind of shared and you're all the things that, you know, I was not only experiencing, but I came to understand and, we kind of worked through or talked through everything to, to make sure that you and I were on the same page. How was it that you felt after we, we had that conversation? Uh, you know, I felt better because I had a lot inside of me that I didn't mm. let out because I didn't talk to anyone about anything. Right. And yeah, now, especially now, I definitely feel a lot better and I'm able to uh, to talk to a lot of people, you know, right, and right. about things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I tend to refer to all moments and try to make it something funny so that I could share it with other people. Right. But I guess now I'm just you know telling people the truth. Right. You know. Right. Telling them the uh, the honest truth, which mm. uh, which can be heavy. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And what do you mm-hmm. think, what do you think contributed to you, um, not wanting to like open up to, to anyone in the past? I just felt like I didn't need to and mm. it wasn't necessary. Yeah. And like, yeah, what, where, where, I mean, do you think you've been able to reflect on why you felt those ways or like why you felt it was unnecessary or why you felt like, yeah, you didn't need to? Do you think that's, I mean, that's, you know, sometimes it's a lifelong battle to figure those things out, but do you feel like you're starting to get a better sense of why you felt that way? Yeah, I mean, I was just so comfortable with uh, just not sharing a thing and keeping it in and uh, running away, which Mm. is what I did best, especially last year. Right. did a lot of running away. Whenever I sense a problem, conflict, you know, I uh, tend to run away, mm. you know. Reminds me of that uh, Kanye song by the same mm. name. True, true, true. Because those are literally the bars. Right, yeah. Uh, and 
yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm mm-hmm. trying my best not to do that. Right. But it's a hard thing to do when you've like spent, I don't want to say a lifetime, but you know, a majority of, you know, you know, your adult life so far, right? Is that fair for me to say that that's something that you have done in like uh, many realms of your life? Is it something that you feel like, you feel like you run away from problems that, that are, you know, you experience in a, in a particular realm in your life or it's more kind of wide scale? Yeah, it's pretty wide, mm. you know? It's yeah. not just uh, like romantic relationships. It's uh, any sort of issue, you know, with my with my parents, my friends, you know, yeah. any uncomfortable situation. Yeah, I'm right, there. right, right, right. It's pretty, and I, I haven't addressed it, you know, pretty mm. much until late last year. Right. Because I've, you know, I've never even spoken to people about that. And other things, you know, it's not just that. It's a bunch of other things. Yeah. Which is sure. why, you know, it's very good to uh, to speak to somebody, which, uh, you know, could be a therapist. Very, yeah. very uh, normal thing to do now. You know, I guess, you know, once upon a yeah. time, obviously, we're all aware of the, the stigma, especially for um, a lot of men. I mean, yeah. obviously, it obviously affects, uh, affects women. Mm-hmm. But I mean, on a serious note, you know, yeah. most recently... A lot of brown men have been, you know, committing suicide. A lot of Tamil men, yeah. Tamil, yeah, Tamil men, is, to be uh, uh, specific. But, and you know what? We we live in families that, you know, I don't want to blame. Obviously, I'm not blaming the families. But in general, we're surrounded by people that technically don't believe it, think it's for, you know, uh, what's the ableist term, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, definitely don't encourage it. Yeah, you know, and almost get angry if you bring it up or if you go through with it. Right, and definitely something that has to be stopped. And we encourage yeah. all all people to seek help in some way. Yeah, you know, in some way. Yeah, for sure. And do you feel like there was like a turning point for you, or there was a point in time for you that really kind of like. M- brought the idea of seeking professional help to like the forefront of your mind where like, yeah, it really kind of kicked in that you're like, yo, this is something that I, I need to do or, or, uh, when was that, that turning point for you? Do you think where, when did that idea kind of get like planted in your head? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've been to therapy. Right. Like that's right. You have a couple before. times before, yeah. but they just never stuck Yeah, just because it wasn't, it just wasn't good. Mm. And that's something you have to do. You know, you, you might have to hop around. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Time. Someone that understands you mm. to a degree, and you know that could be someone of your of your race, same or opposite gender. Um, someone that really gets it, and yeah, there was that. I probably should have done this earlier, but there was the moment, you know, late last year where I was just like, uh, a lot of major things. Not a lot of major things, but some major things in my life were ending that I've been used to, and once that ended. Uh, and I faced all the issues surrounding myself, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, and then obviously you, uh, we spoke and you brought up some things that I wasn't even aware of, Right. you know, sometimes it takes other people to put you on to your own issues. Yeah. 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 And once those things became apparent, I was like, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't keep going like this. It's not, it's not healthy. Yeah. You know, and and for future 
relationships, non-romantic, romantic, you know, it's for the best in general. Yeah. To to kind of not only seek out the help, but yeah, just understand yourself a bit better, right? And how you operate and what what is helpful for you and what's not helpful for you. And, um, and yeah, I, I think <clears throat> that conversation, I think so much of that conversation was about making clear to you in what ways, you know, you had, uh, you had hurt me or, or you had, uh, you had hurt other people specifically. Um, but oftentimes that's like, I understood that that was like a, a dangerous place to kind of, um, to end that conversation. And why I say that is because like, um, I joke, I, I've like, I feel like I've made this joke with a couple of people before, but like, no matter where you are or like where, what, part of like the where which diaspora group you're like part of like like young Tamil people will always have like kutruti and like uh like inherited guilt Mm -hmm. like in common you know like you could literally be into any other kind of music you could have any other kind of like career path political views but like you'll also carry like guilt for the rest of your life and also enjoy kutruti and that's like telling you know of like how much guilt has been like used as like a driving factor for decision decision making and like the way we like we perceive ourselves right and um that was like the last thing that i wanted to do right is just be like yo like these are all the ways that like you've done harm Nivek, and you should feel bad about it right because the whole idea i think and that's always a scary part of confronting someone too right is that you don't want to make someone feel bad about it. that's a hard that's that's out of your control though, right? It's like, you know, I can tell you, Nivek, like, oh, I, I don't want you to feel bad necessarily, but I need you to know the impact of your actions. Um, but when it's like being so ingrained in us and like our I, our ideas of like self-worth are tied to, yeah, the way we that we treat others or the, the ways in which we're told we've like, we fucked something up, right? Whether that's like our grades or getting in like trouble or, you know, not being obedient in the home or whatever. Um, and that was like, I guess that was something that I was like really afraid of kind of ending that conversation, right? Was that like, you know, it had come off like I was just here to kind of shit on you. Because um, I think um, that was like a big thing that, that you spoke about or, you know, we later got to speak about. And, um, you know, I I took the time or I tried to kind of take the time to reflect on after you kind of shared that to me, which is that like, yeah, you know, these ideas and these feelings of like feeling like worthless and that like, you know, there's, there's, there's no value to, you know, what we bring into the world is like so apparent, so ingrained in both of us. Um, and like why that's, why that's the case, like why we feel like, you know, we're, we're not enough, um, is yeah, is, is not something that I can, I, I really know the answer to. I mean, of course it's, it's going to be different for everybody, but, um, it is kind of like, uh, it's it's just scary but also like you know i'm I'm glad that we could kind of come to those realizations not simultaneously but yeah at similar kind of timelines you know and um i think hosting that conversation with you was like a a big catalyst for that because i think something that is also important for me to say is that you know i don't think it you know this whole hiatus was just because you know we had this tough conversation, I think, and something that I've addressed with you 
off record before is that, you know, I, I realized that the ways in which like I hosted those conversations with you or I kind of followed up with you and was really persistent about seeking help or persistent about, you know, fi- you know, pushing you to figure out what your course of action was, um, is that I realized that, that that was like not the healthiest way to go about it, you know, like in a lot of ways I was very overbearing in like my approach of being like, all right, Nivek, like how, how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with this? Do you want to deal with this? Um, and you know, you're told this like all the time, you know, but it took me a very long time to kind of understand the whole idea of like, uh, you know, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't, you can't make a horse, you can't force a horse to drink. Right. Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, I think, uh, where, you know, the kind of push that I was, that I was trying to give you or that kind of like, uh, that urgency that I was sharing with you very much came from this idea that, um, that you getting help and you learning, you know, the mistakes that you made would bring me peace as well, would bring peace to like the conflict that I was feeling inside me. Um, and that was like a, a driving factor for like why I was why I was continuing to push you. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, like I don't feel good about doing this podcast. I don't feel good about, you know, um, the fact that, you know, we have, we have friends or we have people who've been hurt and, you know, there's no, there's no solution being made. Um, you know, though, this is all this discomfort I feel in me, but you know, if I keep pushing the to do all this stuff, it's like, here's this like checklist I can, I can then move forward with and I can use in my mind to like rationalize and feel better about you know, the fact that there's a lot of hurt, you know, you're, you're hurting, there's other people hurting, I'm hurting. Um, but that's, that was not fair. Right. Um, for two reasons. One is that, you know, my, my own suffering or my own pain is, you know, something that I need to, to work through myself. Right. And I need to dive deeper as to why it is that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all this pain at this current point in time. Um, but simultaneously kind of, um, kind of understand that like once I kind of get to the point where I, where, you know, you and I agree that, Hey, like this is the solution that needs to unfold in a lot of ways. That's, that's kind of like your journey from that point. Right. Um, and I can't, I can't make my compassion conditional on the fact that you're going to you're going to get help. Or you're going to seek out the solution. Right. Um, cause that's like, that's, that's unfair. And that's so much of what we've like experienced in our, in our lifetime. Right. Is that like, Oh, you know, I'm going to show you love. I'm going to show you care. I'm going to show you kindness. I'm going to show you patience. So long as you keep your grades up, so long as you don't fuck around, so long as you're obedient, so long as, you know, you do as I say. Um, and that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's like fucked us up in a lot of ways. Right. Um, it's like our understanding of what it means to be compassionate and what it means to like really be supportive of someone. Um, and that took me a minute to understand, you know, I think it was only like last month, maybe like February that it like really dawned upon me. I was like, wow, you know, I was probably doing more harm than I was helping by trying to like really push someone. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm glad that, you know, we've reached this point where, you know, you are getting the help that you need and that you deserve. Um, and that, 
I didn't push you to a point where, you know, you just wanted to disassociate completely. Um, because I think that was like, that could be a very real possibility. You know, it's just like, yo, who is this guy? Just like continuing to tell me what to do. Um, and I think I say that because, you know, I, I very recently experienced that with another friend of mine and that's tough. You know, this is a guy who I've, I've known for a very long time who's just completely out of my life now because he, you know, he didn't want to own up to his actions. He didn't want to own up to, to the harm that he's causing. And he didn't like the fact that, you know, you know, we were pushing him to be more, to be better. Um, and I guess this is all to say that, you know, like, you know, why we're talking about this on the podcast is, is because it's, it's both of us, right? It's, it's both of us that have, have gone through something and have been struggling through something and have needed the time away. Um, and it, it hasn't just been a consequence of, of, of just you or, or, or just one of us, you know, needing time to reflect and needing time to really sit with, uh, what it is that we were kind of struggling with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, after seeing a lot of the progress that you made or seeing that, you know, the help and the kind of relief and comfort that you found in therapy. Um, it's also something that I'm, I'm slowly looking into as well. Uh, and I'm saying on this record here so that I'll hold myself accountable. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's about time that I kind of address, um, yeah, that, you know, my ideas of, of self-worth or self-esteem are kind of non-existent and it very much has shaped the way that I interact with people and the ways in which, you know, I, I strip myself of any kind of prioritization on like my well-being. Um, and what, again, you know, what that's a consequence of, hard to say, but I guess that's what therapy's for, right? Is to try and get to the bottom of it and to try and rationalize that um, and to make sure that I remind myself of those things when I, you know, when I, when I interact with, you know, the people that I care about, right. What I bring to the relationships around me. Um, but yeah, I, I just felt it important to, to, yeah, to, to share this with the people that we, we, you know, that listen to us, that watch our, our podcast. Cause, um, something that we also talked about off air, you know, is that, um, we probably wouldn't have continued doing this if like, if we just continued to do the podcast and didn't choose to address any of this, you know, I think, yeah, I think the likelihood of it just like eating, maybe me, um, yeah, just like eating at me that it's like, Oh, this is something that is not being addressed. Um, would have just kind of spiraled me to this point of like, you know, having no motivation of wanting to do the show. Um, and two, you know, like, we're not popping, you know? We don't have thousands of thousands of fans mm. listening to us. Ooh, that's some hot tea. Um, that's pretty cold tea, you know? It's just like SST. Yeah, it's like a... It's definitely a bubble tea. It's bubble tea. tea. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yes. a good one. But, um, but yeah, and, and, you know, so often, I mean, like, we could talk so about so many artists, so many creative people that we know who have pushed through their their struggles to like keep creating art for the people around them and have suffered like greatly, you know, to the point of taking their own lives. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I, I don't think it's fair to say that like you or I, I mean, I'll speak for myself. It's not fair for me to speak for you, but I don't think I reached that point where, you know, 
suicidal thoughts or suicidal tendencies or, or something that were coming into my headspace. But, um, you know, to think about like what not addressing, you know, our own struggles and, you know, you know, major kind of mistakes or, con- or issues that, you know, are, are relevant in our lives can take, uh, is like quite scary. Right. Um, and in retrospect, I think taking this time to just like continue to talk, continue to, to reflect, continue to seek the help that we need and get to this point where we feel good, you know, sitting side by side and feeling like, yeah, we did the work, uh, we did the race and like, we're now here and, and excited and ready to, to take the show on again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, for myself, it's kind of therapeutic every time I hop on the mic. Mm. Because every time I hop on the mic, you know it's going to go down. Yeah. Not good stuff. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, as long as we enjoy it and we're having fun and uh, the guests are having fun. Right. And people like it. Yeah. You know what? That's it. Yeah, fair. I mean, I think that was always it for sure. But I think on top of all that, you know, yeah, we, we have fun. We We make sure that. You know, we host good conversation, we get good laughs, but, you know, we also take care of ourselves in the process, right? Yeah, that's true. And kind of make sure that, you know, we're doing good, you know, and we make sure our guests are doing good and we make sure the people that have supported us and, you know, potentially are still listening three months later are good Um, and keep talking about the things that aren't going to be talked about, right? Um, It is really freaky to think about you know, of course, we, we we can talk about men in general, but, like, we can talk about Tamil men more specifically, too, right, who are very much silently struggling, but more importantly are, in a lot of ways, harming, you know, the people that they claim to or they do really love about. Uh, and that, to me, is, 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 you know, the scary and kind of unfortunate consequence of, like, a, a very deep-rooted, like, underlying problem. Um, and just kind of issue that that doesn't really get talked about, right? Um, and more often than not, it's like who who is what demographic of people are suffering the most as a consequence of someone else not being able or being afforded the space or being afforded the opportunity to like resolve their traumas. Like nine times out of ten, are the the women in their lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you think about, yeah, what, what cycle is going to end up being perpetuated? It's, yeah, it's frightening, it's disheartening, but it's also eye-opening, right? It, it gives us more reason to, to talk about something like this and just be open about it on this podcast, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I this is certainly the first time that you and I are kind of being open about it. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll be the last, nor do I hope it's the last. Um, and it's worth just kind of normalizing this idea, right, that... There are going to be ups, there are going to be downs, um, but, you know, choosing to be transparent about it, choosing to rid ourselves of this idea that we, we shouldn't talk about it and that we should deal with it on our own and then come do the show and make everything hunky-dory uh, is hogwash. Um, and three, just like do the show how we've done, if not even better. Yo, Navek and I held a meeting for the first time ever for this podcast. Wow. We were right. It was like an SNL writers. Room. It was like we were just spitballing. Like, you it know? was like uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. You know, just 
pre-good uh, one. <laughs> Is that a reference washed now? Are both those guys washed? Well, Matt Damon's still cool. Ben Affleck's pretty... Pretty washed? Pretty, pretty washed now. Okay, but, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, it was like... It was like SNL in 1995. It was like Chris Rock and Chris Farley, you know? Just bare skits. <laughs> so many jokes, <laughs> classic lines that we just... Cr- off the top, you know? We met up for like, what? Was it one hour, one and a half hours? <laughs> probably. How many skits do you come up with? Three, four? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably three. Uh, but yeah, it uh, it was good and... I think we decided that we're going to go back to the bi-weekly schedule, you know, to make sure that we give ourselves enough time to, to put out a product we like. Um, and also, I want to speak this into existence because the other day I was thinking about this because I was thinking about the network known as TVI, which is the uh, the Thummel okay. channel. Yeah, yeah. And they had a show called Crossroads, right, which is uh, just people speaking English about issues or whatever. Right. Was uh, was it was it Madhusha who was a host on that show or was it a different show? She was, I don't know if she's a host. She's definitely on the show. Okay. Right? Shout out to Mother Shah, episode 60 of Dash the Curry. But oh, sorry, yeah, please shout continue. Out, shout out to Dash. Um, and I, I would love to bring that back. Uh, TVI? Yeah, on, okay. honestly, on TVI. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to watch us on TV, though? Like, we'd have, we'd 100% have to bring that to YouTube or IGTV or something like that, you know? I don't know. I feel like we can find some people that'll find some people that, you know, maybe will trust us. Let's just hit up every one of our third cousins because they're probably all videographer and photographers you know yeah exactly um but yo let's run it man we're trying to get on tv where where else are we trying to get on not viceland but why not actually we could probably do viceland but they just always they always have someone you know and they, they already have their like they're like four token brown people you know they have that they have Krishna a, guy. Actually, that's a lot, actually. That's <laughs> it's the most on TV. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not token. Yeah, you're right. I think they have more uh, brown people on their network than all of NBC. <laughs> True. Which is kind. Of, which is very sad. True. Obviously, reality. Yeah. But it, it's the most diverse network, mm, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. That's fair. Shout out to them. But honestly, uh, TV. I think we can craft something up for them. I yeah. have. Look, those three sketches that we have. <laughs> honestly. ASMR videos, bread reviews, bread. Reviews. bread. Hey, don't spoil them all. Don't spoil them all. I won't. I won't leak them. Please don't leak them. Please don't leak mm. them. Um, but yes, uh, we're gonna bring back the skits. We're gonna make sure that we do those in full flight, full flex, uh, freestyles. You know, we gotta do freestyles. The bars are coming. The bars are very much Just coming. Just know that yeah. I was in the grocery store today buying these pickles, and I was thinking of bars. Oh yeah. I have bars in the brain. Are you sh- are you showing the brand or not? Don't show the brand because we might well, get sued. It's uh, a. <laughs> are you just showing the French side? I mean, it's a it's a no name brand kind of, right? I think uh, PC is President's Coist. President's Moist is uh, probably more than no name brand, but honestly, we'll give you a taste. Oh, you're right gonna do now right now? Okay. Of this quality. Make sure content. you get really close to the mic. Oh, no, I'm not going to do ASMR. I'm just going to review this. Okay. Yeah, get the crunch there. Honestly, it tastes bad. No, ooh, that's some hot tea. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's some hot tea. Shout out to the soundboard because this is going to be fun. That is, uh, we only have two sounds locked and loaded right now. We have Nivek saying some hot tea. Ooh, that's some hot tea. We got the legendary one. Hit him with it. 
Pre-workout kicked in full hard. Cheese. Pre-workout kicked in full hard. Cheese. Thank you for cleaning that up. Yes, uh, we're gonna load a lot more sounds on there, but we just had to make sure the setup worked. Uh, you know, hit us, hit us on our Instagrams, man. If you got some fun sounds that you want us to put on there, maybe every time we have a guest, we'll we'll ask them what what they want to hear on the soundboard, and then we could always have one sound dedicated for them to hit. I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, what do you think of the pickles? Sorry, you didn't. Actually oh say. no, these pickles are delicious. Actually, <laughs> they're not bad pickles at all. These taste so good. They're called bread and butter pickles. Great name, first of all. Yeah. And uh, kind of sweet, kind of salty. Oh man. <laughs> my kind of pickle. Your kind of pickle. <laughs> That's um, all like my people. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? What uh, does that mean? Yes. Yeah, good question. Pre-workout kicked in full hard. Jeez. Man, earlier I uh, I went to the gym, but you know what I had to do before that. Pre-workout kicked in full hard. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, back to the shits. Uh. You know, regular shit. Mm, mm, mm. Um, how's the week been? Anything came up? Anything come up? Um, nah, man. I not a whole lot. You know, I um, I'm working a job that is uh that's paying me really well, but I'm, I'm unfortunately I continue to struggle with not being able to find work that I find very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, yeah, ideally I would love to be doing something podcast related. I would love to be doing, you know, more more shows or more maybe more mixing more djing you know anyone the gta you got brother sister a mom or dad a friend who's getting married maybe hosting a function you need a dj for cheap let me know or for expensive because every time we drop another pod you know what goes up the price the price oh we need what's the price that's what we need we need migos saying what's the price oh, yeah that is necessary that'd be a good soundboard one um but uh you know, I've got I've got a new uh, new show idea to do a little podcast of that I'm brainstorming. I'm not trying to share too much about it right now because, you know, most people like to speak things to existence, but um, most times when I speak things into existence, they don't actually sp- speak themselves into existence whatsoever. So to curb that, I figure why not form the idea first and then talk about it. You know what I mean? Okay. So. That's all I'll say for now, but feeling excited about it, feeling good about it. Um, and besides that, you know, um, I started seeing someone not that long ago, maybe maybe six, six odd months ago. Wow. And that has been, yeah, it, it's been very new. It's been exciting. It's been challenging. Uh, it's been all of those things all at the same time. And, you know, I feel like the first time I told someone that, like, being in a relationship was challenging, they were like, whoa, why, why do you say it's challenging? It's like, hey, challenge doesn't have to be a bad thing. You hate her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, I I think that, you know, to pretend like relationships are easy or to want relationships to be easy um, is maybe unfair to like ourselves and to our partners uh, and to anyone that we care to like engage with uh, maybe, yeah, relatively seriously. Um, And it's worth kind of embracing that uncertainty and that fear a bit. Because um, there's there's growth that can come out of it, right? And um, I guess something that I continue to remind her of and continue to remind myself of is that you know we are we're still individuals at the end of this. And and by it, when I say at the end of this, I just mean at the end of the day. And um, you know we have our, our our own growing to do, and 
That doesn't mean that we can't do it together, but simultaneously, you know, we, we need to be mindful of, of what it is that we really need for ourselves and to just be honest with one another about it and yeah, continue to see how we can be present for, for each other in that way. Um, and for that reason, it, it's been uh, really exciting. It's been um, tough some days, you know, there's a lot of tough conversations that need to be had, but um, so much like relief and kind of like fulfillment that has also come out of taking the time to to be present and, and to understand one another. Um, and on top of that, to, yeah, to also just like enjoy so much of the time spent together and the, the kind of, yeah, traditional things that someone might uh, expect that kind of comes along with, with engaging with someone romantically. So um, that has been, yeah, uh, um, a, a change or, or something that, uh, yeah, I guess has been, a part of my life uh for maybe the past seven ish months now yeah. yeah um so yes there were a couple months where i was on the podcast and i wasn't talking about it but you know it's fine it's, it's my business kind of mm, it's yeah. now your business but yeah man that's about it that's about it for me uh and yes like i said too um i made the decision very recently to look into some therapy trying to figure out which options might be best suited for me financially and also just location wise but um there's you know there's a lot of different a lot of different ways you can go about it from what i'm understanding you know there there are a uh a lot of free resources there are some that you need to pay for um you know my my partner she was the one who who encouraged me to do this and there's a lot of people who've encouraged me to do this um and to anyone listening you know i, I certainly encourage you to do this if you know you are curious to to seek out for seek out some professional help um Planned Parenthood, if you visit their website, um, there is a, a number that you can call for, you know, your whatever region is closest to you. Um, and you can get in touch with someone known as a, a case consultant. Uh, and what this individual does for free um, is sit with you and talk to you about what it is that you're trying to seek out help for specifically. And this can range from from anything. I think obviously the, the main idea surrounding pl- Planned Parenthood is, you know, is abortion or potentially even uh, you know, just, yeah, looking to, to have some support in, mm-hmm. uh, bringing a child into this world. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's also services for mental health. It's also services for, um, you know, uh, um, coping with addiction. There, there's so many, you know, support services that are provided by Planned Parenthood. Um, and when you get in touch with them, you can explain to them what it is that you're looking help for, where it is that you live around, what your, you know, your financial situation looks like. Um, and they'll, they'll list to you, you know, either via email or they can follow up with you on the phone and they'll list to you everything that's nearby and what varies or what's cost money, what doesn't. Um, and that was a, an extremely helpful tool for me to determine, you know, what was maybe the, the best couple options for me. Um, so maybe we can, we can link that in our, uh, in our IG, uh, Definitely. bios there. Definitely. Yeah. Salute, big salute to Planned Parenthood. Cause all I was aware of was you know, how they assist people with all the things that they do, which yep. is amazing. And I wasn't aware of therapy options. Ah, likewise. Stuff. I did not know that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, big salute to them. Always, uh, they've done so much uh, good. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. And, um, and yeah, we, we uh, you know, uh, a friend of the show, Jenny J. Sundrum, uh, she, uh, she also hooked us up with uh, this really great <laughs> just Google Doc full of, like, all kinds of resources from from the greater toronto area 
um, that can support people through um, through mental health crises, 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 crises. <laughs> um, but more importantly, you know, they they were nuanced. You know, a lot of the the services were specific for Tamil people, specific for non Tamil people. Um, you know, they were culturally sensitive. All that, all those things, you know, play a big part in in kind of you know how effective the, the help that you get is. Um, so. Please let us know as well. You know, hit us up via email or maybe over Instagram DM or something too. We're more than happy to circulate that uh, that Google Drive document that uh, Jen and he was kind enough to to lend to us. Mm-hmm, um, but but yeah, man, that's about it. That's about it for me. Uh, how about you? Yeah, yeah. You know, some things have been happening. I'm watching a lot of shows. Okay. You know, um, a lot of good shows. Netflix is yo. Netflix is still killing it. You can say what you want, but they they stay killing it. Like all the British shows, you know what? I love British shows, but they do that damn thing where, oh, let's just do like two episodes a season. When Is that a thing? Oh yeah, their their episodes are like, like six to eight episodes a season, like less right. than you know. And here it's um, you know, some shows are like twenty three episodes which are the network stuff. And okay. There's, there's other stuff that's, uh, you know, HBO Showtime, which is like 10, 11, which is normal. Yeah. Which is dope, you know? Like Atlanta, 10 episodes, dope. perfect. Yeah. But, you know, I was even thinking about Parks and, not Parks and Rec, but uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's so, it's so wild because that show, when I when I found out about it, you know, Funny Cops, mm. I was like, oh, this is trash. This is going to be trash. Yeah. Rip, but I was like watching it last night. I was like, "Damn, this shit is so good." Ooh, that's some hot tea. You know, it's actually not super hot tea because I feel like that's it's a popular opinion. Yeah, that's a, everybody really like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's gone. Also, um, I've, I watched a show called Dating Around on Netflix. Okay. And Dating Around, the premise is that each episode, there's six episodes, there's a, a different person, guy or girl, and they go on. I want to see five dates, and they cut it so that it looks like it's all on the same night. Oh wow! Right. And the first episode was like this good-looking, tall, white dude that's 27 and apparently already settled, has a career, and is just looking for love. And I'm like, man, this is so unrealistic. Yeah. Get a get a scumbag like me yeah. that shows up in like a Thrasher hoodie and Adidas sweatpants, right. first of all. It's set at Al Furniture Warehouse. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not that low. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That I'm was sorry. the old me, circa when I was 19. Right, yes, right, I right. did that, unfortunately. Right. But I've grown. Please don't so ask for the Nivik from four years ago. He's at a higher place, right? <laughs> you don't know. Me from uh, from four years ago, I was definitely a different person. Because, yeah, you know, that's another thing. Because we're going on 15 different tangents. Right. When, but that's okay. This is a podcast. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But I look at sometimes I look at messages that I might have from like when I was Whoa. twenty, even twenty two, and like, oh, damn, I really said that. That's so corny. <laughs> That's what I believed at that time. And that wasn't that long ago. Right, only a few years back. It's true. Yeah, and yeah, back to this dating around thing. Yeah, I think they needed to to be a bit more real. Mm. You know, like I should show up and I should say, yeah. I mean, my she she asked, oh, what do you do? And then uh, I'll be like, you know, I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I'm just living right now. You yeah, know? I'm just, yeah, yeah. I do this podcast, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm a designer. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, first of all, if, oh, I didn't even put this out yet. Remember that picture I, oh, I posted on my other IG? Oh. Of, um. Can you edit that in to the, oh, yeah. can you do that maybe? Yeah, I'll do that. We can do Sweet, that. Sweet, man. 
Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> and I'm going to throw this picture up right here. And to everybody that says, oh, Navek, you're trash at designing. You suck at web design. Bitch, shut up. Look at me now. <laughs> I did this shit. To right? This right here. <laughs> uh, it's original content. Yeah. Uh, did that yeah. feel good to get off your chest? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I did? Okay. I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. And then I need to bring up like, uh, it needs to be a guy, not me. That says, yeah, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I did credit card fraud. This is what I used to oh, do. Man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had to get by through hard times. And the girl, you know, hopefully she's a nice person. She's like, I recognize your struggle. Mm. But she doesn't have to be. She could be honest as well. She'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, get out of here. I don't want to deal with that. But, um, I mean, also, I've only seen one episode of this show. There's probably other episodes with more normal that people. That are maybe better. Yeah. But this, but this is like a, a weird start because this guy is too damn perfect. Fair. I, was, I was like weirded out. I just had a I just had a new idea that maybe maybe we could materialize on on TVI. It's just the what are you gonna say? I just had I think we had the same idea. Okay, so what I was gonna say was we do the show on TVI. It's the same idea, stating around, but it's with average thumble men, okay, in Scarborough exclusively, mm-hmm. going on a date with like you know anyone who's just like way out of their league. Mm-hmm. And the title yeah. of the show. Chopping it up. That's what you want to call it? That's what I want to call it. Chop it up? Chop, know, chopping. chopping. Chopping it up. Chopping it up. Okay, you know, I, I like that. I was actually, I had the same idea, uh-huh. but it was with me. Oh, oh just uh, you. It's The Bachelor, but. Yeah, it was just me. <laughs> and, and then you, but then we obviously, oh, we do the trick. <laughs> Ooh, that's some hot tea. <laughs> so those of you who don't know the trick, that's my idea where. My good-looking friend, such as Methuselah, who was on this podcast a long time ago, he uh, he goes on Tinder, Bumble, matches with the girl, arranges a date. But then the trick is I show up. <laughs> it's not a trick; it's catfishing. Um, but anyways, let's <laughs> just keep that idea alive, my guy. <laughs> we'll find a place for it somewhere. Mm. <laughs> um, the trick. But uh, um. Yeah, I, I feel like we kind of got everything that we needed to uh, to say for this episode, huh? One more thing. Um, you know, of course, we got to talk about music. Of course. Anything? Oh, man. Um, so, I'm not even going to front, like, you know, like the Solange album made perfect sense to me on, on the first time. I'm not on that level. You know what? You know, big part of accepting, you know, parts of who we are is accepting that, you know, I'm not an art hope. Uh that's not fair for me to say. Yeah, no, that is true. I'm gonna I take mean, that back. That's your that's your truth, right um, there. I am not someone who understands art at a higher, maybe more complex, abstract level, um, the way Solange does. And does that mean I can't appreciate her work anymore? No, no, I can still appreciate it. But does it mean that I I got it and that you know it was cohesive to me and it made sense to me on the first couple of listens? Also, no. Um, but that's okay because I'm still listening to it and I'm slowly starting to make sense of it. Um, an artist named Mareba recently put out an album, um, that is quite phenomenal. The name of the album is going over my head here. You know what? Cause we can make edits now. I'm going to look on Spotify. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that cause it's going to take too long. But yeah, Mariba, you said. Mariba, that's right. Really good project. Uh, we got to see James Blake live. 
Wow. That was your first time. Tell me tell me about it. What did you think? Seeing James Blake. Uh yeah, it's everything I expected and better. Mm. Yeah, this man can definitely sing. He sings. Oh, he man. can really sing. Yeah. And I'm glad that he definitely did like because uh, his first album is like maybe one of my favorites ever. The, the, the self-titled, right? Yeah. Yeah, self-titled album I think is brilliant. And he did some songs from there, which is cool. And he did a lot of the new stuff. I really like the new album as well. And Phenomenal. hearing that live is always great as yeah. well. He's just, um, what's funny is at the beginning, um, so there's like, to describe it for them, because, you know, mm. there's three sections, uh, a drummer in the middle, on the right, was there was there keyboards on the left or on, on the right? Uh, I guess like stage, stage right, there was the guy with the synth. synth he had like yeah. a, a bass uh, he basically takes like the bass pedals of an organ and has them like raised up to you know chest level so he can play them and he uses guitar as well and like a little sample pad um, and then on the l- stage left is where James Blake is and he's got what two keyboards I think mm-hmm. two or three something like that yeah yeah and then at the beginning so three white guys came in and I'm like oh which one is here we go <laughs> they all look the exact same <laughs> yeah they're all 6'4 with long hair. That's also, right. that's another thing that people... Yeah, that was James Blake's sad. He was white in the 6'4, but... Yeah. yeah it's valid. <laughs> it's, it's very valid. <laughs> True. Um, that's really funny. Oh, I want to mention um, with the Solange album. So that's what a lot of people... Well, more people were kind of angry with the... Uh, with the What are they called again? Uh, the interludes. There's like six There's interludes that are each 20 yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't mind it because I heard... Um, and it took me a long time to get adjusted to this, but uh, Frank Ocean's, uh, what's the album that came before Blonde, like a day before Blonde? Uh, Endless. Endless, yeah. So Endless has a lot of, like a few, maybe four songs that are like 20 seconds. Right. And at first I was like so angry because like most of them are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. songs like 50 seconds. Yeah. And so then I, I listened to it like 20 times, kind of definitely got adjusted to it, understood it, loved it. Mm. And with Solange... Yeah, for me on the first listen, it got me. That's that was that was what was weird. To oh me. wow! Was uh, at first I was like, yeah, there's a lot of interludes, and then it, it got to um, I think it was Stay Flow, Almeida. Yep. With Cardi. With Cardi, yeah, of all people. Which man, Solange has taste, which it's we all know, of tunes, course. Yeah. But she has like she's really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Because not a lot of people, I don't think uh, those artists at her caliber would, yeah. would reach out to Cardi. Would bring Cardi on, yeah. And no then kidding. and then Gucci with uh, "My Skin Is My Logo." That's great. Yeah, that's song. I love that song. Yeah, um, I also really like that one. Uh, I also really like "Stay Flow" as well. Again, more the songs that are like more um, traditional in like their the way that they're built, which makes sense as to why they're the most palatable ones or the ones that stand out the most. But yeah, definitely need to do some more listening there because I'd like to. I'd like to understand that. I'd like to open up my third eye, mm. you know, to this new Solange album. But yeah, how about you? Any, uh, any? I mean, there's probably more, but I'm really blanking. Oh, in terms of music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sorry. Know, there is this artist, Da Baby. Not <laughs> not Lil Baby, but Da Baby. Okay. He dropped this album same day as Solange, actually. Okay. Uh, called Baby on Baby. Oh shit. And it is surprisingly good. Yeah. There's the beats, the production on that is is amazing. Damn. Which makes him and his voice is it's kind of great. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over those over that production. Yeah. Wow. That sounds good. Um, da Baby. I mean, uh, chain two changes dropped as well. Which I mean, there's a few Still there's gotta like, listen. some good songs there. Yep. Um, not my favorite two chains album actually. 
not your favorite yeah i think uh pretty girls love trap music is kind of way better way better right eh? i feel like there's a lot of good features on this project right well it's like very feature heavy mm-hmm. hmm. i'm yeah. gonna have to gonna have to listen mama i just hit a lick with kendrick true pretty good um most of the solo stuff is good as well dang so need to listen to need to peep um but yeah i i'm certain we'll we'll be able to talk a lot more music on the uh the next episode with whoever we bring on um but yeah i think we've just about reached the reached the end of this episode here man um thank you for for sitting down and you know making it through this with me you know and uh yeah letting letting the people know what uh what's what's been good and what took us along but most importantly why we're back you know mm-hmm. um yeah and you know what most importantly something that always stays with me um especially these days something that's in my head constantly that I'm constantly thinking about um, that makes me just feel better is this. Pre-workout kicked in full hard. Jeez. <laughs> That's twisted. I thought you were going to okay. say something uh, really, really meaningful. I guess, but on the real, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, have conversations, talk to your friends uh, about how they're feeling, how they're doing. See how people are. See how people are. Yeah. Just see how people are. Yeah. And... If you uh, if you need help, let's try to reach out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, on the flip side of things too, you know, when when you think someone's struggling or something, someone's going through it, um, you know, ask yourself if you feel like you have the the capacity to to raise the concern with them. Um, and even then, you know, when when fear kind of kicks in, do your best or, yeah, you know, say what you need to say, even if your your voice trembles as you say it. Because um, it'll always be worth it. It will always, always, always be worth it. Um, yeah, this concludes episode 61. As always, I'm Chris, a.k.a. Not Chris, a.k.a. Dr. Do Too Little, a.k.a. Bashman Side, because I don't fight, I just get beat up, a.k.a. Mr. Dick, you go with you, a.k.a. It's not me, it's not you, I'm just going through a tough time, a.k.a. Bashman Side, because I don't fight, I just get beat up. I did these all in the wrong I, order. I it's I literally forgot been, all of mine. Yeah, honestly. fuck. Uh, we it's will have long. to revisit all these. But as always, I'm with Navek. It's Navek, aka Navape, aka Mr. Run Up on Your Girl, Say Hello, Then Run Away, aka Tamil Tyrese, aka Low Couch, and. aka Tukok, Tupac, Tukok Shapur. There you go. Shakur. Jesus Christ. Shapur. Tukok, Tukok. Tukok Shapur. Shapur. You just flipped the K and the and the P. Yeah, I guess it probably works. But, uh, <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, We're rusty as hell. Holy yeah. shit. That's amazing. Uh, episode 61. Thanks again for listening. See you soon. Bye-bye.